Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. your host, Amon Green. All right, welcome in to Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arnes, running the ones and twos. And we got the host, Amon Green, as always. It was a great Husker weekend, so Amon will just kind of start things off. How you going? Man, I'm doing good, Harrison. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. We kind of talked about it on Sunday's shows, but I got to wake up. Every little bit of pride was intact. You beat <laughs> Wisconsin. You beat Northwestern. Right. I talk about enough NBAs on the way. Uh, and yeah, just exciting things going on. Husker soccer, still excited for that. I, I believe pretty soon here they'll they'll get set up for their uh, the Big Ten tournament here, and I think they're on pace to kind of host the first quarterfinals at home, which would be sick. So Ooh. things are heating up right now, and it's just kind of been up and up and up for Husker athletics. It seems like yeah, yeah, good, uh, like definitely a good weekend, and I say tiresome too as a fan because you're at the game or you tailgating all day. Probably started around at least eight nine o'clock. Oh yeah, a.m. <laughs> And then your night probably didn't finish till about 10 p.m. So you're talking about 11, 12-hour shift of fandom going on here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So uh, big day, fun day. And I say it hasn't stopped, though. So tonight in esports, if you want to watch on YouTube, our uh, League of Legends team will be playing, I believe, against Dakota State. So DSU tonight at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on our Twitch channel. And then over on our YouTube channel will be... Um, our Overwatch 2 team in the Beck in the big esports conference playing against Michigan. And Michigan, I believe, is in the top five of Overwatch okay. in the league. So they got a little bit of rankings. I kind of showed you last week. We talked about um, Harrison. So it's a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, last uh, last week, we struggled against Ohio State. Good team. Um, we got some matches won. We, overall, I don't think we won. You know, and I know we lost in Overwatch. Valorant, I watched that one. We lost right at the end in overtime. So in Overwatch, you got to break, you got to win by two, kind of like in volleyball okay. in sets. So we took it past thirteen, but then it went up. We end up losing fourteen, sixteen matches right there. So, but good game though. Like the game was back and forth. Especially we started heavy, or we started. We lost the first map, and then we got on the second map, took a lead. Ohio State came back. We took another lead. Ohio State came back, and just going back and forth, two or three matches in a row. And once we got to 13, they tied it up at 13. Then we took the lead at 14 and then uh, went up to 15 and they brought it to 15 or they uh, went to 14 and they got it to 15 and then 16 and closed us out. So um, still early in the season. A lot of got, yeah, got a lot of good uh, esports coming down the line. And I'm excited for Overwatch 2 tonight. And the League of Legends team has been playing well this too to see them um, go at it. So it's just now just watch the game and then get ready to review the tape. Yeah. When you get to those overtime matches, do you just right after another one, do you just keep going until the game's done, or do you guys like get intermissions kind of? Um, after the 13th, and if it's tied, yes, it'll be a small intermission. Okay. Um, and then you could call timeouts if you want. How many timeouts do you get? You it usually, probably depends on the game, doesn't it? Yeah, I know in Overwatch, I think you get, or not Overwatch, um, Valorant, I believe you get two timeouts because um, it's 13 matches. What's kind of the strategy? Like, do you almost, I don't what do you say? Like, you know how people ice the kicker? Yeah. If, like, someone's going crazy. Is that like a time where you call a timeout to try to calm down? Sometimes, but majority is timeout comes when you're getting 
you know, you're they haven't the other team started fast. Okay. And you want to slow them down. And so kind of like icing the kicker, mm-hmm. as you say. And so if they're they're rolling first couple of matches where it's like six oh, like, all right, we gotta let's pump the brakes, timeout. Yeah. And I think the timeout's only maybe a minute, maybe two minutes. Now I mean it's enough to talk, kind of, you know, recalibrate, ask the players, you you know, what you're thinking, you mm-hmm. know, what you what you seeing them, what are they doing? Yeah, talk. And if it's because it, one thing, if it's no talking, that's a problem. So we got to be talking in game, in um, in and out of game, making sure when we go to that timeout, players are say, hey, yeah, this is going on with me. This is what they're, they're double teaming me over here in the corner or whatever to help, you know, get information. And then we could process it to get help to that player or help in another area on the map. So it's huge. Yeah, and we do have a few from the text line here, and we'll dive into those after we talk a little more esports here. Um, we got one from 8966. Again, you guys want to join in, 402-464-5685. Uh, but we kind of talked about tonight. But at this point in the season, you know, like what are you seeing from you guys that's giving you some confidence that you just can continue to hope that they keep building on, whether it's consistency, whether it's just your, what you're seeing in practice? What are some of the silver points that you want to continue to highlight as the season goes on because we yeah. talked about it it's pretty early still yes yeah, real yeah it's only week three mm-hmm. technically yeah because they're we're one and one right now so week three and from all the teams from overwatch valorant comms i haven't been in rocket league yet i haven't been in smash but it's those comms and smash is just one-on-one player matchup or 4v4 there may be some conversation but majority overwatch 2 which is tonight and then Valorant, which is on Thursdays, listening to their comms is vital. I mean, it's important because then I'm listening for one, the first thing, can they, you know, what are people listening to to one another? When a call out is given, it's most likely saying, hey, I'm over here, I need help, or say, hey, go over there and double team that one player over there. When you're, when you, I, and then I wait for the, I wait, I hear the command, then I'm looking to see what those players, if it was like an individual called out or, if everyone's supposed to just go over there, mm-hmm. like in Overwatch, when you say, you know, uh, what's it, Winston, 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 or Zar, Zar, you go attack that person. That means all five players focus on one player at one of their opposing teammate or players at a time. Okay. And so when that when you hear that name being called, that means you should be doing drop everything and go get, give it to Winston right now. <laughs> <laughs> give everything you got to Winston, Soldier, or whoever that name is being called, and then um, then after that, once they you know they get eliminated, then you go back to your job. So if you're a healer, continue to heal the tank or heal the support, heal DPS, which is damage per second um, character that's trying to conflict, you know, make damage on the board. So you go back to healing those people if you are support. If you're tank, you're absorbing a lot of the damage. Mm-hmm. So you're either pushing the load or you're in the middle of the map, you know, getting everybody's attention from the opposing team. And then, deep, like I mentioned, DPS, you're running around causing mayhem. Your DPS, your damage. Yeah. And then um, um, support, so support damage, yeah, and help, and healer, and healer just is staying in the background. And if we have, we will have a character. We do. We have uh, somebody that plays with Black Widow, who is a, a sniper character, so long distance. And Hanzo is also that same character. So watching them, and I was watch, I saw that in today's warm up that who had a uh, Hanzo or not Hanzo, Black Widow was staying in the back where they should be, and long distance, you know, long distance shots, getting those headshots, getting sniper rounds off. So then that kind of keeps that team on a certain defense be like oh okay and it's not just we can't just push in heavy mm-hmm. if we do we're gonna get tore up by somebody sniper in the background 
Okay. Yep. Is there some games out there that take a little longer to coach up just because I'd imagine some games are going to have way more updates that I'd imagine you have to keep track of as a coach somewhat to understand what's new coming to the game, try to stay ahead of the curve? Yeah. Uh, that, that game is this game, Overwatch okay. 2. Uh, League of Legends is another one. <laughs> you know, they have their updates and we might we might have an update in them. We definitely going to have at least one update, if not more, in this season of the first, you know, first round of the be- uh, first season of the Beck. Yeah, so it feels like every game now they what do they just call them like seasons for the most part. Yeah, they call them seasons mm-hmm. now, and they range from anywhere from three three months a year to four months or four times four three times a year to four times a year. Um, so it's every so every quarter, like from like starting in January, since we got the new year coming up, it might be March or April, mm-hmm. and then you know if it's March, then it's gonna be you know June for the next update. Then after that, it'll be September for the next update, and then final December before you get back into the next year. So and then Valorant does the same thing. So another those two games are important because they're bit when you have those updates, that means you literally the day it happens, like update your computer right away. If you are that player or if you're on a team, you gotta update that that game right away to get in and start practicing instantly. Basically by that evening, you wanna master everything that's been updated. Mm-hmm. You know, what's been taken away, what's been added, so you know what maps are different, what's different about the map. Sometimes they they raise walls up or lower walls or, you know, take little peaks away that were there before. You mean like just really small tweaks? Small little okay. tweaks to the map to where there was a nice, as we call, sick peak area, mm-hmm. and they take that away, you know, where because it, it was a yeah, lot of people. You talked about that, getting but, shot through the blinds yeah. and, uh, all the way across the map. I was like, map. what in the French toast? <laughs> so in competitive nature, the developer, mm-hmm. they, they obviously have the analytics. When they get all the notes back from all the uh, feedback or when they, you know, when every match is run, the developer, Riot, um, Microsoft, Activision, they get all that information back from every single match, even the casual matches to see what was the meta, what parts of the map were the kill zone, like the highest kill zone and why. And so they'll take that information and and know how to decipher it to then say, oh, that was a peak point right here. This is why these players figured it out. If you stand at this area, you can't be seen, but you could shoot everybody across map and get headshots. So then they'll change it. They're like, oh, we're going to nerf that. We're going to take that away now. Or we're going to take a player and take its weapon and we're going to downsize that too. Or we're going to, this player wasn't, this character wasn't doing as much damage. Now we're going to ramp up all their weapons, all the util, everything they use. Mm-hmm. So you got, so that's one thing you got to, you know, master every year. It's not like the NFL or NBA or, or baseball or NHL. You play a season and then. Yeah, it'd be crazy if the Big Ten was yeah. throwing a new team in every year. Right. <laughs> and so it's three times a year. You got to get ready as an esports pro in those games. And these games that I'm talking about, they have leagues. So the pros. Day one, they know all the meta. They understand it because obviously money's on the line because they're getting paid to play on the team and trying to win. I imagine like so much of the video game world, when you see a new great tactic, it's kind of widespread. Happens everywhere where everyone catches yeah, it's, on. There's no different in traditional points where you get the copycats. You mm-hmm. know, you you learn of a peak. Uh, you learn of a weapon, a low, a certain loadout like in Call of Duty, um, certain utils between Valorant and Overwatch 2 that are... And if you use them at the certain times, this is what can give you the advantage. Because that's what everybody's looking for. They're looking for the advantage in all the games to try to get an edge to win. Because you got top 500 players, that's not much different. Just like at the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball level, you got the best players in those in those sports. So it's just not much. It's only 1% difference that's going to keep LeBron winning and KD winning, uh, Stefan winning, or, you know, Pat Mahomes winning. It's only one, two, three percent difference in getting that win to lose in a match. 
Absolutely. And uh, we do have one from text line again, 4246456858966 asks, will you have a Madden slash NCAA team? Uh, we're working on it. Yes. Okay. So I, want one, I want one <laughs> because this is the game, you know, this is what got me going when as a kid was Madden and being in the NFL, obviously a job that I love doing now, I get to coach it. And I was able to win a national title at Lakeland in Madden year one for 2020 for myself. So, yeah, I want to get um, Madden players here. We do. We have a few. We've been coaching them up, um, playing against them and coaching and then trying to coach them up. And when I asked them to do, I mean, one of the players like, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little confused because like I was looking at it as we're going to play. And then I'm going to basically critique. I'm going to watch and then kind of give them uh, things that I saw in their game that they got to get better at. You know, and even though it's a casual setting still, I think as me as a competitor, even if I didn't play pro ball, but I'm playing Madden, I'm playing 2K, I'm playing FC or Rocket League, I'm going to try to play this to get better. I want to just go online sometimes and, yes, casually have fun with friends and just whatever happens, win or lose, I'm not worried about it. But sometimes I want to get into a match the way I'm built. It's like I want to get the victory. Mm -hmm. Regardless how we did it, if we dominate, if we just win by one kill, I want to make sure that I've done everything on my aspect, on my side as a as a role player, because that's what all these games are. Your role, you are. This is an epitome of role player. You got a role, do your role, and make sure uh, it is to the point to where it helps your team win, basically. So that's where my mind says. So teaching them that stuff is uh, been is, is is say we just started that role. We just started this role together. So uh, I'm not. I'm waiting to hear back from one of my players on the feedback I gave them about some of the games we played already. That'd be cool if we could get a Madden team going. Oh my god! That, yes. Or even an NCAA football team. Yeah, that one too. I mean, would it, it'd be so interesting because of what? I mean, we kind of know what the game is going to look like and kind of mm-hmm. the feel of it, but it's going to be interesting to also see some of the other game modes they may have. If there was an NCAA team, can you only play as the Huskers? Is that how that works? Every school no. only gets to play. No, with you their... can play with whoever you want. No, that's the. I mean, that could be one rule. True, yeah, that would and be so, cool. So you kind of stuck with the team, which it could be obviously for some an advantage. Oh, big yeah. players at Alabama, players at Georgia, mm-hmm. players at LSU, top ten, top twenty-five teams will have that advantage. Anything but anybody below her, you just got to learn how to really play with your team, because obviously they're not ranked high in the game, and sometimes even though players play better. Regardless of the team concept or the team uh, roster, regardless of that, it's still a good team. But in the video game, sometimes they like turn the volume way down. Oh yeah, on helping the team win. <laughs> Thing. So hopefully, so that then, but then you find out how good of a player you are. You know, if you can mm-hmm. play with a mediocre team um, in Madden, in FC, in 2K, then and you can still win with it. Because I played against guys, I've been beaten by guys where they just played with the Jets. And this was like in the last three years. Okay, you know, so like, yeah, you know the they're struggling. You know, so three years ago, the Jets weren't a good team. But I played against a guy online. He beat me with the Jets. And he was basically running the ball. He played it just like a regular game. And that's kind of where it kind of clicked into me. Like, wait a minute. That's how I should do this. I mean, not, not that you I mean, wasn't. play it like a regular football game? Yeah, coach so, it's, okay. exactly. It's under mindset. So that's where, like, I wasn't. I was doing it and I wasn't doing it. I only doing it in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So two-minute. Um, hurry up offense that was about it but then when I really looked at it, I'm like wait a minute let me just bring in the whole mindset of if I was a high coach right head coach right now offensive coordinator defensive coordinator all in one because that what that's what you are playing these sports games you're all of them you're the head coach you're the OC the DC you're the um, you're the center for, uh, forward guard coach all that stuff um, so 
how you would attack a team, how you would you know dismantle the defense or dismantle the offense. So you got to do all that and then understand you know how it's going to benefit you in the win. You know in the end, and obviously you know field goals, PAT or punting stuff like that is all part of that game. So learning that stuff and using that just like I would in game time, you know situations. And and as you see, a lot of offensive defense. I say the offensive coordinators are taking bits and pieces from Madden. If you watch the NFL today, the percentage of going on it for fourth on fourth down is way up. Oh yeah. I don't know what the rating is. It's gotta be over fifty percent. I mean we see it in college too with like teams like Oregon Ducks. Right. Where they just keep going for it. Yeah, regardless. Fourth, fourth down, it doesn't matter. Fourth and ten, fourth and one. They're going for it now. People mm-hmm. in the teams in the NFL. And I think some of the coaches either play Madden or they heard their teammates say, Hey coach and Madden we would go for it. Would well, you ever hear about the North Dakota State coach who his entire resume was based on Madden? I I heard that. I did, hear about, I did hear about that. So, boom. You know, if you ring the relation and then have it, I say, make it more real than what it is, then, yeah, it can work. There's definitely some, like, oh, serious yeah. football knowledge. Because, you know, I played not, not a whole lot. I'll play it for every now and then. Yeah. And there was time, but you know, you start playing some online ranked games. And the, oh, yeah. the game starts off the initial drive. And like you said, he's playing it like a real football game. So the first drive, he just runs the ball three times just yep. to see what my defense is doing. Yep. And then yep. I'm like, okay, the easy stop there. Next series, he starts motioning guys. Yep. He starts calling hot routes. He starts picking apart my entire defense, figured out what I'm doing. And then the rest of the game just got destroyed. It's over. It would be cool to see if there wasn't esports where they're playing only Nebraska to see those guys talk to the football players. Because if you get to that level of actually understanding the game, like how much would that actually correlate between esports players' of knowledge of the game? An actual D1 football players Correct. playing the game. Correct. Correct. We've had, I know in my class, my esports class, last semester and this semester, one, one group is uh, planning out a Madden tournament. And it kind of got that question has kind of been brought up. You know, to see how the esports players would do against the athletes. I'd imagine it's a huge point to make yeah. those games solid, yeah. right? You want to get the best simulation possible. Exactly. Exactly. So, you, you know, see what type of sport IQ, what type of football IQ or uh, NBA or basketball IQ do you have? Soccer IQ mm-hmm. do you have? And something, you know, so you see that in all the games because I know playing FC, I haven't played the new one yet, but I've been playing the previous ones when it was FIFA soccer. Uh, I learned real quick that in passing the ball in soccer, obviously certain times where you lead, when you have a, a guy that's just about to, um, I say, be parallel with the defenders yep. before he crosses the line for he's offsides, if it's better sometimes to lead the with the ball, you got to know what button to hit to lead them mm-hmm. or hit a lob pass, things like that. So when you learn those little mechanical things, that's when you really get the, I say, the mindset of a soccer player or playing 2K and knowing knowing zone work is not good. Just play man the whole game because in real life, if you you got the guys to run, you run man the whole game. You only run, I say, probably at the high school level or maybe in the little league level, you run zone because there there's not fantastic dribblers their kids are still developing what if you see tyreek hill well tyreek hill oh yeah no we're we're playing zone (laughs) and we're playing a deep deep zone yeah but in madden what i did with tyreek and uh when he was on the chiefs with uh curtis who won the national title in lakeland we played cover four and we put everybody back we said all right we're gonna let this guy who we played who was his opponent i said let's let's see if he knows how to progress just like any quarterback on the college level pro level high school level can progress from if it's a five receiver for four receiver formation, five receiver formation, that he could progress progress all through five receivers and then find an open receiver instead of just going for the one guy that we know is a, probably the fastest guy in the NFL and just throwing it deep. You mm-hmm. know, let's see what he can really do when we take that that player away and see what happens. 
Yeah, I want I want to ask you one more question before we go to break here, just because watching it last night, it's it's absolutely incredible how they just do it over and over and over again with incredible consistency. You might be able to guess what I'm going to ask here, but the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, the what are the, they call it, the tush push, push, the brotherly <laughs> brotherly shove. Yeah, how if you do you see any possible way to get in front of that and stop? Every yeah. single team has tried, and I just I don't know how you get in front of that thing. Because Jalen Hurts, too. I mean, he, he deserves some credit for being as strong as he is. Yeah, he squats, like, well into the 600 Yeah, pounds. it's insane. You know, he is uh, – lower body strength is up there. Um, I have I have a little rug, rugby in my background. That's what it looks like. And the only way to match that is to teach the D lineman to, to lock up with the O lineman. Like, when the ball snap, try to get in that leverage, just like everything with football, low man wins. They could get the leverage where they're lower – Shoulder pads are lower than uh, Kelsey and the other O-linemen, uh, Lane Johnson. And you're dealing with guys that are pro bowlers, too. So that makes it harder. Yeah, just, arguably the best offensive yeah, line. So they know leverage. They wrestled in high school or they did other sports. So they understand how to push and get to that point. So they get so low. Because in a rugby scrum, if you watch the scrums in um, on TV, where both sides, they have a point where they kind of lock up. But they don't do that here. Obviously, we don't lock up. Mm-hmm. It's the line of scrimmage. And we only lock up when the ball snaps. So then you're creating momentum. So that's the advantage that Philly has learned with the rugby scrum to at the ball of snap, everybody push forward and give a little push to whoever's that quarterback and being Jalen. And it hurt, like I said, it already helps that he's very strong lower body. So with that momentum you're creating, then you're creating a problem. So the only way to really counteract that, if you could match every offensive or every defense alignment. So that's four. So you at least got four guys. Most likely the middle four, because that's where Jalen's pushing, mm-hmm. and make sure they're the same size, and possibly you can't really calculate the same strength. But if you know these are the strongest guys on your D line, put them in the middle. That is the only opportunity, and I still that's just a hell of an estimation of if right. it will stop, right? Because they are still going off of momentum on the snap of the ball, you know. Because we got the defense got to wait for the snap. If they're not, they're jumping offside. So that's the the hard way to try to fix <laughs> a problem in NFL that I love seeing because I played rugby and I'm like, awesome. They figured something out here. I, I that, love it too. That they brought to from one game from another profession um outside the US and, and it and it's working. It is working greatly. So uh I'm pretty sure they could run that I like damn near every single time yeah, and I mean, move down the field because they're getting not just one yard. They're getting like three, four, three, four sometimes yards. five easy, yards easy. on the play. So whatever coach you know, if it was Scori, I don't know if it was, it was Soriani, yep. the head coach, or whoever the OC is there now. I know it's the older one that left from the coach. He's the head coach now. Um, whoever was that coach on that staff to say, "Hey, this is what I saw this offseason. <laughs> let's put this in. Let's let's put this in the oven and bake it, and then see when it comes out." Because they didn't start running it until about mid-season a couple years ago or a year ago. Yeah, so, so it wasn't right Brian away. Johnson's the OC. It's okay. his third season with the Eagles, uh, but he was promoted to OC in 2022. So I don't know if that was his – I wonder – we should, yeah. during the break, find out who's credited for it. Right. Uh, but I do love it but when, the, great, when the head coach, after he just looked at the ref, kind of smiled like, what are you, you going to do yeah, about it's no, it? Yeah, it's nothing illegal. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can do what they're doing. And, long as, and then what the defense – they also got to remember, if Jalen doesn't touch the ground – you know, say if they do it in the middle field for fourth down, he could basically kind of like run his legs over top of everybody, <laughs> get up and run, mm-hmm. and he's not slow. So you can most likely outrun everybody. Because everybody, we've seen it happen where guys jump over the top of the pile in the middle of the field and end up flipping over 
because they never touch the ground and they end up feet flat on the ground. Then I could now they could take off running. I've seen it on uh, football follies as a kid growing up. So this got to be uh, mindful of that as well. And this is some good insight from the text line. And again, 402-464-5685. Before we throw the break here from Tater, uh, Tush Push works 92% of the that's time. A, that's awesome. <laughs> other than victory formation, that's the only play <laughs> that it out that is outnumbered. Absolutely. That's it. We'll throw the break here again. This is the Amon Green Show. I'm Harrison pushing the ones and twos. Amon Green, host as always. We'll talk to you guys in a little bit.